0: Nation, D-Dallas Prospect, everywhere you guys already know. Uh, we're going to get this thing going one way or another. Uh, we're going to have Big Game James, Silver, and Blue Nation into the mix, um, as well as the uh, sponsors uh, that we trying to corral together and bring everything t- together. But let me go ahead and get this thing started. Go ahead, James. Not James. DDP. go ahead and tell them, tell them who you are and all this stuff, man.
1: <laughs> What's up, guys? This is DDP from the Dallas Prospect, and I am ready to talk a little bit of Cowboys Texans here. You know, it's not too often that we actually get to face the Texans, just being that they're in the AFC. I mean, I think we have like, what, five, maybe six all time matchups?
0: Probably so, yeah. Five or six, not, I mean, not a lot. Every yeah, eight no. years or something like that. That's when we play them.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's exceptionally rare. The last time we played them was 2014. That was the Tony Romo spin out of the J.J. Watt sack, and then he throws like mm-hmm. the 20-something-yard touchdown pass to Terrence Williams back when we thought Terrence Williams was still pretty good, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the it's interesting just to see. It, it doesn't feel that long ago in a way. You know, 2014, you don't think about it that long ago, but you didn't have Dak as your starter. You didn't have Zeke as you – know, I mean, not, not even starter. You didn't have him on the team. You didn't have Zeke. I mean – you don't have Jason Witten i mean Dez is gone like it's a completely different team from the team that the Cowboys fielded the last time they faced the Texans so interesting interesting to look at it's all new matchups effectively
0: no doubt man uh but i guess this, this is this the same coach though right
1: uh yeah for Dallas yes oh i'm talking about for
0: the Texans so they have a different coach now right as you mentioned pretty
1: pretty er, i think so I, yeah. I will have a new coach now Maybe not. Maybe that was his first year, and he's just still there. Mm-hmm.
0: Something yeah, like that. but so, Similar to that. Okay, well, hey, it is what it is. I, we can just go back to the root of their philosophy. They're a defensive-minded team, I think, and I think that they're, mm-hmm. the, 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 the thing is with them – is that they got two guys that's coming out of the edge that's going to be able to Rick have it. If we if we have some, one of those games where is Lyle Collins is not focused right or if uh, my guy uh, Tyron Smith, if he's having back issues, they're going to lick their fingers and, and say, okay, we're going to eat today. you know That's how the Texans are going to look at it if those guys are not stepping it up. So we're going to have to have one of those clean, uh, penalty-free games, and we're going to have to step it up that in order for us to win. They're going to have to step this thing up.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's some interesting kind of stats that set the table for what you were just saying. Uh, First of all, Lyle Collins, as you mentioned, he's going to be drawing J.J. Watt for this game. But J.J. Watt, even though he's having a great year, he's got five sacks already, I believe. He's having a bounce back year after a couple down years due to injury. I don't know that he's the J.J. Watt of old, the guy that could get like 20 and a half sacks, but he's still very effective for them. He's got long reach. Look for him to get a uh, strip sack or something like that, sack fumble. But uh, in addition to having to worry about him, the real guy that you should worry about is Jadavion Clowney, who I think is actually a better all-around pass rusher for the Texans at this stage now than Watt. He's the guy that I think you're really going to have to account for.
0: Yeah. um, He mentioned on the, um, I guess it was like an interview earlier today, uh, that he uh, played against Dak Prescott when he was in college and mm-hmm. he said Dak Prescott is a natural runner of the ball things like that So we really gonna have to re- we're gonna have our hands full on him And we already understand that but let me see if I can move that interview around and, and see if I can put this on the screen against Dan, What's it like? to I played say. him in college
2: uh, He's gonna run here, he big 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 quarterback physical guy. He like to run the ball I am just looking forward to the matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, probably one of the best in the league, if not the best of in the league. Um, like go. I mean, we, I mean, we got room some room guys room up room front that can go. A lot of Pro Bowls up front. I mean, we got some
3: guys up front that can go too, so room it's going to be a good matchup game. On the fly. No, he's got to come play. Four quarter games. I played him in college. You can run big,
2: Big quarterback. Physical guy. I like to run the ball. Oh uh, yeah, I, I know, man. This is well, probably one of the best games. Not week, the best, in which all of them big, but this one yeah, pretty yeah, big. Running game, you know, we need to win at home. Going against the rivalry, guys to guys us a rivalry too, because so be a Dallas Houston thing. So, like I said, you we got to be ready. For we got to come play. Four quarter games it's gonna come down to it. We just got to bring it and get ready to play. Fighting game Yeah, do I hear a lot of them too? Yeah, I, I, like I know, I said, man, this going to matchup for this week. going to a matchup for Go ahead and get ready for a big, big. Uh, four-quarter battle. Home they're game, we need to win Sunday at home. Night. Night. Going against the yeah. to get some rivalry. Tough, rivalry. Dallas, time. play a night the night. So, like said, we we got got a game on ahead. at that time. So, of course, everybody going to be amped up looking forward to this game. All right, so what he was talking about, I come was
0: hear him, DDP, but what he was saying out of the game, it's the fact that this is a big game for them. It's one of those things. It's an in-state rivalry game. Uh, they're going to look at it as if though if it's the Super Bowl or a playoff yeah. game, and they come with it because he said for sure they need a they need a home game win. I think that they have yet to win a game at home. They won their first game last week, and that was on the road. Is that correct?
1: Yes, believe so. Yes, they have one win to this point. I believe it was last week against the Colts. I want to say yes, Mm -hmm. and Andrew
0: was able to put up as Andrew Luck. I think he was still able to put up 400 yards or something like that. So
1: Hmm. okay,
0: and and I heard that Andrew Luck arm is not you know all the way attached, not all the way together. So
1: yeah, they've had a couple times this year where they had to throw like a hail mary at the end of a game, and they've mm -hmm. had the backup come in to throw the pass.
0: (laughs) So as much as we, uh, as much as I guess collectively. Cowboys nation like to throw hate and salt at uh, Dak Prescott I think that Dak Prescott can at least can throw the ball deep down the field and challenge their defense to open up this defense and make them play honest
1: yeah absolutely and you know the thing the thing about this game to me to really keep an eye on I mean the Cowboys the offensive line play hasn't been exactly what we had hoped yet but it's early in the season You know, you're playing without, you know, as good as Joe Looney has been, you're playing without your perennial all pro center. You're playing without, or you're playing with a rookie, I should say, and at left guard as well. So he's had some issues, although I do think he's been better. I think people are focusing a little too much on the negative we've seen every now and then with Connor Williams. I think he will be just fine. Uh, I think overall he's been serviceable and about what you would expect given the circumstances. And, you know, people want to point to Tyron Smith and how he's, you know, people see, like, the blow-by that you saw, like, in Seattle early in that game. But the thing is, according to Pro Football Focus, Tyron has given up the second-fewest pressures on the quarterback this season among Mm -hmm. tackles. So he's been still pretty, pretty solid, about as solid as you can literally be, according to that measurement. But it's one of those things where... The Dallas offensive line has to be Dak. The two wins at home, which bucks the trend of them being road warriors has been the case for the past several years. Uh, With them at home, or excuse me, their two wins, they were against teams that weren't able to get pressure on Dak. The Lions sacked Dak three times, but it never looked like he was running for his life. And the Giants were without Olivier Vernon and weren't able to apply the kind of pressure we've seen them apply on Dak in the past. So those are Dak's two better games of the season. What two teams caused nightmares for Dallas? Seattle and Carolina, teams that can rush the passer. Well, guess what? Houston can rush the passer as well as anybody pretty much between Watt and Clowney. And so they're going to have to account for that. But it goes the other way as well because Houston has a terrible offensive line. Their run game is not that good because they can't get any push up front. And they have allowed Deshaun Watson to be sacked 17 times in four games now for comparison's sake dallas has given up 13 sacks or 13 or 14 sacks i believe of dak prescott but it, it's just it's it's getting pressure on the quarterback and trying to win that battle up front and that to me suggests it's going to be probably a low scoring game
0: yeah so I, I i can understand what you exactly understand what you're saying uh with this as far as pressure and face in the face of dak prescott <laughs> and how uh, he, he managed to just play very below the uh, average when he has those type of pressure in his, in his face. So this is the thing. Um, the best thing that we can do is, like you said, with the running attack, if we are able to run at these pass rushers, mm-hmm. and then what that would do is they'll bring those safeties down into the box. They'll bring those linebackers a little bit, sneak, sneaking down and looking up into the backfield. And if we can challenge those guys – by running, running, play action, then pass the ball deep. I know it sounds like old classic football. You run, and then you set up the run, set up for the pass. But that's what we're going to have to do because they got these guys. And then and then on top of that, my guy number 11, Cole Bees, he's going to yep. be covered with the honey badger. I think the honey badger is going to have, have to be uh, uh, on him in the inside. So they're going to have to figure out a way to attack with Ezekiel Elliott Soften the uh, that that box up a little bit and have everybody coming into the top over the top and everything like that. And then attack them over the top with deep deep passes down the middle and over the seam routes.
1: Absolutely. And I've got a couple more stats uh, on the the front for the Texans that I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, First, they allowed seven sacks against the Colts last week. So that's that's a line that can be had. Dallas adding Irving back plus Demarcus Lawrence, who is currently leading the league in sacks with five and a half. And, you know, I I don't know what, if anything, we're getting out of Randy Gregory right now, but you got to think the return of Irving should only make things a little easier for him even yet. So maybe he can get involved and make a little bit more of an impact, but the defensive line for Dallas will get better anyway. And Hey, there's always the fact that through four games, Houston has allowed a, has allowed pressure on the quarterback on, 44% of their offensive snaps. That's a massive number.
0: Wow. It is a massive number with all the pressure and everything. Hopefully, uh, like I said, if you give the ball, feed the baby. Ezekiel Elliott, feed him. Yep, Let him be a big, fat baby out there (laughs) come uh, Sunday night. And then on top of that, uh, Javion Clowney in their interview, I didn't play it all the way throughout, but he said towards the latter part of the the interview there is that it's a primetime game. And they rarely play on prime time and he's saying that this might be an opportunity for them to uh, get out there and stretch their legs out at night it, it would be a first time in a long time that they are playing on prime time and we should be used to playing on prime time so yeah. with that experience although this is a young team the Dallas Cowboys i think there's a weird stat out there last game that that was the first team in i think in the last 40 years or something like that to ever play well first team in the last 40 years to play with no one over the age of 30, you know? So, uh, that Lattisor, but there was the stat far as starting and this sort of thing far gotcha. skill okay. skill players. So yeah, Lattisor
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. um, is the only 30 year old, 30 year old was okay. active because Sean Lee was inactive with the injury. So yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, that's, that's something special out there as far as the young team. And, and I said earlier, I see, I see,
1: um, I see we're not live on the prospect YouTube for whatever reason.
0: Let's see what's going on with that. Uh, here,
1: I'm on Facebook, not on here or reading it. Ping in the stream key. Uh, I don't know if it's something that can be adjusted on the fly. If not, then fine. We'll, we'll make do.
0: Alright, let's see what we got here. But yeah, go ahead and talk yeah, to so, me about Yeah,
1: go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as I was saying, I, I think the, the turning point of this game is going to come in who can win the Battle of the Trenches. Because the Houston off pretty dreadful they can't really establish much of a run game even though i think that they have a pretty good running back with lamar miller Mm -hmm. they just can't get a whole lot done with him and the main thing for dallas is going to be get pressure on and just try and make life miserable for deshaun watson because deshaun watson he is he's still being a pretty damn good quarterback this year even with you know all the pressure he's facing even with the lack of run game so if you can try and keep him and DeAndre Hopkins in check, yeah, we're live. What's up, guys? Uh, you guys are live on YouTube, okay. Uh, okay? I guess we are. I guess we are live here then. Um, what's up, guys? It wasn't showing up for me for a reason, but I don't know. But it's showing um, now. Um, yeah. Though, so if right? you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, comments are coming in, and now it looks like it's there. <laughs> so we're we're good. But yeah, for whatever reason, or if you can if you can get pressure. His number one cornerback with regard to uh, completion percentage and everything against him. I mean, the Lions didn't throw at him once last week.
0: Well, this is the thing. Uh, You got a freakish – yeah, so the thing is with Chris Richard all offseason, what he was saying is that what I want to do is I want to have the quarterback to think before they uh, actually uh, throw the ball. So now the quarterback having their mind and their mental – uh, is the fact that now we got a guy that's draped over the, uh, the DB the DB is draped over the receiver and he got to earn for every yard. Now everybody's looking at the last game and saying, okay, a woozy was getting abused out there. And I and I would argue the fact that don't sleep on Stafford's accuracy. The guy got a, a missile, a rocket is a for an arm and he's very accurate mm-hmm. on the run and he's passing to his right. So that's why uh, it looks and it, and it seems as if though a woozy was getting used and abused. But Woozy played real tight on on the receiver and gave him uh, – they had to earn every pass sure. that was caught. So I, I, every yard, me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had to earn it. They had to earn every yard that was thrown to him So this is the thing. With that being said, as much as uh, a lot of people love Deshaun Watson's skill set, I don't think that he's a better passer or thrower of the ball as a Matthew Stafford.
1: Uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, this stage in his career, no. Uh, could he be potentially with time maybe but i I think with him he is the prototypical dual threat quarterback and everything you know drawing comparisons to like a michael vick and things like that that that's kind of more his mold and everything but it's interesting you brought brought up cheeto so i haven't looked at the updated numbers on this the updated figures but going into the detroit game because here's the thing i think woozy has played well on his coverage and everything, but for whatever reason, yeah, like Stafford had four, five, six passes that just threaded the damn needle to get to him, and I don't think Woozy could have played it any better. But nevertheless, it's a completion going against him. And at this, I think it was—I think this stat is from before the Lions game, but 22 of 27 passes have been completed against him. That's a 142 QBR. And if you kept that trajectory over the course of a season, that's given up 1,400 yards. So, like, I, I get it. I think that's the thing. I think he's played well, but some of these completions against him, I think even Russell Wilson had a couple against him like that, where you just look at it and you're like, how the hell did he get that ball to him? You know, like, it, it just almost defies logic trying to figure out how that ball got past Cheeto. And I, I don't think Cheeto's playing it bad. I think you just have to be able to shake that off and, you know, get down. Uh, get back on the line and get ready for the next snap. And I think Cheeto's mentally strong enough to deal with that. But it is a weird trend to be looking at, you know, going into week five and looking at your second best corner who you feel good about, but seeing those kind of numbers against them.
0: Yeah, uh, this is the thing I, I mentioned all off season that we really need to take a look at safety play, deep safety play, and those passes, I know know that they can be. You know those stats and everything can be off a little bit when you're talking about the safety giving up the angle and get safety giving up big plays, so that may um, boost that number up even more as far as yardage after the catch and everything like that. But right, yeah, they aren't yeah. the full story. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, um, you give me a woozy in those tight coverages out there. I have yet to see him get like just abused like a Brandon Carr or somebody like that, you know, mm-hmm. with all well, like this guy's like wide open in space. So uh, I, I would take the woozy play. And and I'll think that of course, through the course of the years, well, through the course of this season, that, that those quarterbacks are not going to be on the money like that. And then on top of that, if we look at this team, we have yet to get an INT. So, uh, we have to really figure out a way. Is, is this team just cursed and we just can't get an interception? Or what, yeah. What's the real deal with that? You know, Do you know?
1: Uh, well, okay, so Dallas is third in the league as a team in sacks. Mm-hmm. And yet, yeah, they have the sack leader and as a team, they're third overall. But for whatever reason, they have not been able – and they're getting pressure on the QB too. And usually that translates to interceptions or – you know, tipped passes or just passes thrown under duress. But I really can't see I don't know if it's like a, you know, phenomenon or what, but I haven't seen really any plays where you see a ball in the air and you say, Oh, that's yours for the taking. Oh, he just missed it. You know, this isn't like last year where you had passes going off of Anthony Brown's face mask and off his hands and all of that, where you're like, dude, that was an easy pick. There there really hasn't been that. I can think of maybe one that had the Cowboy defender read it, uh, read it accurately at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like he started to kind of lower his head to go for a hit, thinking the guy was going to catch it. And I guess he lost sight of the ball. If he had sat back where he was, he would have had a play on the ball. But I I think that was just in this recent Lions game. And it wasn't even a corner. I think it was Xavier Woods. So I I don't know what what it is with that. I don't know if it's a weird trend or if it's a fluke or what, but if you get pressure on the quarterback, it's under duress, and that usually makes things easier on your secondary. You could amount part of it to not having a true ball hawk back there. Cheeto is not a ball hawk. He is a tight cover man. Same with Byron. So your your top two corners aren't like that. Anthony Brown's not a high pick guy. There's, you don't have a ball hawk. That, that's really one thing you can amount it to.
0: Right. Well, well, let's look at it from this angle, though. You know, I'm always going to try to pull out this right here. The first guy we played it was against the uh Carolina Panthers. Uh to me, you know, he didn't have like three, four hundred yards on us, but he's a MV he's a what past MVP guy, right? You know. Yeah. And then the second guy we played uh Eli Manning, uh, I, I think that we did a good share of, of uh beating him up and getting sacks and stuff like that, but he's still mm-hmm. a two-time Super Bowl champion. And on top of that, too, you know, he does have the the wherewithal to to at least throw the ball away and not force it in at certain times, you know. And then the third team that we played, we played against a, I guess, a, a past Super Bowl champion winner. Uh, one of his QBRs is, like, top in the league, too. And then we played Matthew Stafford. So, those four quarterbacks, out of the four, um, three of them had super, got super, well, went to the Super Bowl, and two have Super Bowl rings. So, uh, there is not trying to make a, a, a an excuse for those guys out there not picking the ball off, but they protected the ball well. And and the only person that we could have said, okay, we could have should have at least had an interception off of, was the uh, the Eli Manning. We should have at least got an interception from him. It may be a Matthew Stafford because he does sling the ball around, and we do know that he can be sometimes careless with the ball.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Do you want to run through any quick shout-outs or anything we have here? Oh, yes. Uh,
0: Oh, yes. Let me go ahead and give a shout-out to someone that's on my YouTube page. I always like to give a shout-out to the first person that's in the mix. Shout-out to Daniel Mazza. Thank you for tuning in. You first and second place. That let me know that you part of the notification squad. And everybody know that I L-O-V-E, the notification squad. I love this, man. And uh, Zach, you third place. Got to step it up, man. You (laughs) said D-Law over Watt and Clowney. Oh, wow. Oh, man! You there you go, there some, you go some, some bold proclamations, I like that I like that, go ahead, go ahead, what do you got over there?
1: Uh, let's see, on YouTube First guy in, we got the league of their own We got Glass nice in Snyder. the house Stevie Mac 23 What's up guys? Uh, Facebook over here Let's see, we got Zaire Jacobs, DeAndre Skinner And Josh Snyder What's up guys? Those are the two prospects youtube and facebook pages oh yeah so oh and there's marcello b what's up
0: <laughs> thank you all for tuning in to the nation man which we talk about the dallas cowboys versus the houston also we live on big game james page silver and blue d dallas prospect every legend was once a prospect
1: are we live on cowboys experience by chance
0: yes we're live on cowboys experience
1: this might be a time then for us to mention uh, the whole experience we had this past weekend. Oh, yeah. It, it feels like it might be appropriate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go ahead and, and dive into it and let them know how, to,
1: how do you enjoy the experience. Okay. Uh, so the whole thing with them, the Cowboys experience brought out Law Nation, myself. Oh. Hey, we got James in the house? Yo. Yo, what's up? What up? Not too go- much, man. Go ahead and finish what you saying. Uh, okay, uh, so Cowboys experience brought out Law, myself, Big Game James, Vatch Lombardi, uh, kind of just to experience what they offer as far as their access and everything uh, regarding the team, the players, the game, all that. So they had a what was the right word before? You wouldn't say like pep rally or whatever. Saturday at Lava Cantina in the Colony, they like, had like
0: a meet and greet session. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's a better way to put it. So they had, like, Bryce Butler, Chidobe Awuzie, Jeff Heath, and uh, Drew Pearson out there uh, at the event for a meet-and-greet, uh, autograph stuff, giveaways, things like that. But, uh, well, hey, we actually got Drew Pearson on the show for a few minutes to give a short interview, so that was really cool. Uh, we got to hold one of the Cowboys Super Bowl trophies. That was extra cool. And Saturday out with them, uh, interacting with the fans and everyone who came out for that. Interacting with the players a little bit. I know James got photos with like Bryce Butler and Cheeto. Uh, really, really cool experience there. Uh, and then Sunday for the game, they brought us out first for like their pre-gate, or pre-gate, uh, pre-game tailgate party and everything like that. Uh, buffet, drinks, and all that. That was cool. And then we went to the what was it Miller Light Club which is like a field level kind of club uh, right by where the players like basically the tunnel to the locker room for the Cowboys players. So that was cool as well. You see them come in, see them come out. You're right behind the Cowboys bench field level See pretty much everything uh, with that regard. It's cool because it gives you more context. uh, James and I were talking about this, how you could actually see Dak talking with his receivers on the sideline and everything. And it kind of just showed you his leadership qualities and things like that that I think some fans might kind of take for granted because you don't always see that on the game. If you're just watching the broadcast. So really cool uh, getting that level of access and everything. And you're uh, just, I mean, they, they treat us like pretty much like family the whole weekend there, the Cowboys experience. So the cool thing about that is they actually offer that same club and the, all that stuff on the game day itself. Uh, they got all those prices and stuff like that. But basically the idea was uh, they, they, brought us out. Let us see what the experience was all about. Cause if we knew how good it was, then we would be more than willing to tell people, Hey, that was really awesome. Like as a Cowboys fan, that was about as awesome experience as I can remember. No doubt, man. That's some good stuff.
4: James, man. What's good, man. What's up with what y'all big dog. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, man. Uh-huh. You, you okay.
0: live like 95, man. was good.
4: Oh, what's good. dog? just got mm-hmm. in from work chilling. You know what I'm saying? Catching the end of what y'all was talking about. Um, shoot you know I'm just hey I'm ready whatever what's good let's do it
0: yes indeed man we was talking about the uh, Cowboys experience being able to uh, interact with the uh, players and get your uh, memorabilia signed and stuff like that and and hanging and kicking it out with the original 88 I'm talking about the legend I'm talking about the guy that put on that double eight man on the jersey the guy Mm -hmm. that's going to bring the thunder out there too and when you come out there live Uh, at the cantina Uh, we're gonna have another event not this weekend but next weekend uh, we're gonna have a surprise guest out there so i want you guys to get locked loaded and ready and be out there at the lava cantina if you don't know how to get there just type in lava cantina plano and it will give it'll put you right there at the doorstep and we'll welcome you guys in with open arms so you guys can have the full-fledged experience out there uh, with the cowboys nation but james What's we want up? to talk about this uh, matchup, man. We want to get back to football, man. Yes, sir. Right. We want to yeah. talk about the honey badger. What he gonna do? Because we already ran around on everything else, and what Clowney gonna do? Watts gonna do? And also Watson. We want to talk about that. And I ain't talking about Randy Watson. I'm talking about <laughs> Deshaun Watson. What is, what they gonna do, man? What what's on your mind with that?
4: Well, uh, I've been saying from day one. Well, not day one. I would say from last week, I was saying uh, I heard some people were talking about Deshaun Watson said he wasn't the same guy was last year. He fell off a little bit. woo. -woo I think people need to keep that quiet uh, because, I mean, he's not he's having a a respectable year um, right now. I mean, he's uh, got a quarterback rating of ninety three point five. Uh, 1,200 yards already, seven touchdowns. Yeah, he's still four interceptions, but you know he's kind of going to be a. I thought he was going to be a guy that would throw ints in the league just because of the way he gambles and just the way he plays. Mm-hmm. But he's a threat. Um, he's a big threat. Um, he, he usually doesn't always hit his first read. He never kind of goes at that first read. He kind of just. He's kind of one of those, you know, just like what his coach was saying at Clemson. He's like a Michael Jordan type player, like as far as he, he, he's one minute. He could have a struggling for two quarters. And is that my dude? Uh, one minute he'll be struggling for two, maybe three, two and a half quarters, and then he'll light you up. That's what Deshaun Watson does. And then at, at the simple fact that he's a leader of the team rallies behind him and at any given time at any given time he can kill you and I think that's the biggest threat that I worry about with Deshaun is that you know he can be struggling in the game and then he can hit you for a 60 70 yard bomb and next thing Mm. you know they're right back in it Mm -hmm. and um, even though Miller uh, Lamar Miller hasn't had a great year I think he only has like 230 some yards rushing he still is a fast threat he still has that out speed where he can break it out so you got to just keep your eye on him Of course, we're definitely going to talk about DeAndre Hopkins. I definitely feel like he's going to present a problem. I feel like he's going to get his catches against us. I don't think we're going to be – stopping him getting three catches for three yards. Bro,
0: we got, we got Byron Jones out there, man. Well, oh, I'm just saying,
4: okay, we got Byron Jones and all that good stuff, but that guy DeAndre Hopkins, okay? So, Brian oh, Watson John is trash, fam. He man, gonna- I don't want to hear none of that mouth you talking he with gonna- that. Dude, he gonna- I don't care. You 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 smelling all that. You drinking all that Kool-Aid with Byron Jones, okay? Gonna- Byron, gonna- 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 Byron, Jones Byron Jones is good. Byron Jones is good. Byron Jones is not great. You hit Byron Jones with a with a, a, a arm in his chest and hit him to the inside slant, you'll get passes on him. They just ain't did it yet. But I guarantee you'll get passes on him. The reason why Byron Jones has been killing people is because they've been doing a lot of long routes, slant routes, and nine routes on him. And
3: that's one of his fortes because he's long and he's got the speed. PDP this man been acting this way ever since I smoked him on the show last You ain't time. smoked me nowhere at <laughs> oh, no move, time. You ain't
4: never smoked me, so shut the oh, hell up. You oh, ain't never smoked
3: oh, me, so shut the hell up. It was cool, man. And he smoked Jack. real yes, though. On, on the real though, fam, Deshaun Watson will miss that first read, duck his head, get nervous, and scramble. And that's what I said. I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you. And he might throw us one or two in the set. So I hope our DB is getting ready. I expect a lot of cover three looks from us. Uh, but can
4: you can you agree with this, though? I've said it before. Shadobe Awuza and Byron Jones are not high-anti guys. They are sticky coverage guys, but they've never were that in college, and they're not going to be that in the pros. So hopefully maybe we'll get one Jeff Heath or
3: something. Well, they're not ball hog guys. They're not IQ guys. They're big physical gangsters. You know mm, what I mean? So they right. Just, so they run with people. But, nah, I mean, that's cool. I mean, it's fine because uh, pass rush exists. David Irvin yep. will be back. Yep. Wolf Fuller, yep. fast ass ain't going to be on the field. You know what yes, I mean? that's uh,
4: going to be huge.
3: It's going to be huge, man. So maybe we can not get so deep in and, you know, uh, tighten up that defense a little bit. I I ain't got long. I just wanted to come through, say what's up. Shots out of the Cowboys, XP. Barry, what's good, fam um <laughs> that. what's good Joe? what's
0: good man hey who, who's the tight end for the texans
3: some scrub um with a long name um mm. uh who cares man it don't you matter because see this is the thing if
0: we still going with that cover two look man the weakness of the cover two slants and vertical seam routes
3: we be all right we got we got young young van der Esch and jalen in there we good to go
0: Mm. How, how are we gonna slow down uh uh clowny and uh jj you gonna run at them are they a three four team or are they they a hybrid four three what what are they
3: they three four by trade but they four three by design so jj uh jj is going to give you a lot of three tech looks uh three tech head up head up uh mm-hmm. four looks or whatever and that's fine uh i don't mind jj on zach but they may throw you a doozy and put them on Connor.
4: They are gonna put them on Connor. Don't say they're gonna <laughs> throw you a doozy. You know that's what they're gonna do.
3: Ryan, Ryan he's gonna Griffin.
4: slide. He's gonna slide right his ass right over there he's and get right over like him.
3: This. Ever since I smoked him on the show. Last. Stop it. it. <laughs> hey, say what, You know what? You, you, I know why you
4: came on here because you you heard I was on here and you missed me. Just I say will
3: it. say this though. I Tight end I will, is Ryan Griffin. I will say this. Twenty eighteen JJ ain't twenty fifteen JJ.
4: We understand this, but still.
1: Agreed. But he's still got like five sacks through four games, so he's still got to account for him. James just He'll be lined be up with Lyle Collins. Cutting me yeah. off and everything, man. James, you all right,
3: man? I love you. Okay. <laughs> I'm likewise, man. I'm likewise, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't got long, man. I just wanted to come in and say what's well, up, Speak my piece, and just you know what I'm saying. Well, 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 since you don't got
0: long, then go ahead, and put it on wax. What you got down for the Skull prediction? Then I'm
3: not Cleo Lombardi. <laughs> I forgot you don't do that. <laughs> I am not. I
1: ain't not <laughs> Hey, hey, law, law, we got uh, we got him to give one prediction at the game. I don't remember which one it is. Do you remember James? Man, you were asking him like specific yeah, he stats gave, and you yeah, got him to slip he, he up gave, and give a gave, prediction. No yeah, he gave
4: a prediction. No way. He
1: realized it quick too Can I tried say to shut it, it down. with the,
4: His, his <laughs> prediction, it was uh, <laughs> six sacks um,
3: and four and four touchdowns from yeah, Dope. It was
4: it was one of those uh, bold predictions. Bold predictions.
3: Oh, bold prediction. uh, Okay. Well,
0: yeah. Give me a bold prediction for Ezekiel. Yeah,
3: <prediction>. I just want to block the Mike linebacker. If we can do that, I don't care about nothing else, man. Nothing else matters as long as we block the Mike linebacker. Andrew Luck just threw another interception, man. Uh, mm. long as we um block the Mike and run the football, I'm good to go. Mm. And what about your son? My son Michael Gallup. I mean which son cuz I got Gallup and, and, and <laughs> I'm telling they,
0: you, man, you got to slow down, man. All are twins. <laughs> they're twins. <laughs> Your, your, uh, your son, number 13, what are you going to do, man?
3: Mike Mike is cool. I mean, we seem to be throwing him the most deep balls out of anybody. Um, he seems to be the one that can get the separation. We You know, we just got to finish. We got to finish and catch it. Uh, I would like to see Tavon on the field more. I don't want too much receiver rotation. If we can get, like, Gallup, Tavon, and B's, like, I'm good with that. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, Dan. No doubt.
0: Good, good, good. Botch, man. Appreciate you for jumping in, man. Unless you want to stay, hang around a little bit longer, it's all, on, it's all on you, man. I
3: had day job tomorrow, fam. You know how I go. I just saw the link in the Twitter machine. I just wanted to show love and dip out. <laughs> hey, James, quit hating, man.
4: I love you, dog. <laughs> Salute,
3: fam. All, all y'all my family, and we proved it last weekend. Salute to y'all. Yes, he, he gotta yeah, Salute. you got to tell man.
0: them where they can follow you at and
3: all this stuff.
4: Before you finish that, Vosh, make sure you keep on doing that link like you did to All22. I finally posted it.
3: Okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, check it out. Check out my offense when I break down uh, break down the film every Tuesday. This time it was Wednesday because you know, I had family in town. But every Tuesday I break down the Cowboys win. Uh, I did say win because that's what I predict. We're going undefeated the rest of the year. Uh, follow me on Twitter and YouTube, Facebook, all that. Vach Lombardi, V-O-C-H-L-O-N-B-A-R-D-I, Cowboy XP. Salute! Salute. Salute. Yes,
0: indeed, man. That's my guy, Vaj Lombardi, man. Y- y'all go out and join the party over there with Vaj Lombardi. Uh, big game, James, man. Yo. Yo, what I got thinking, a quick, Talk well, to I me.
4: Just, I was just looking at a few things. Um, you know, just when we were talking mm-hmm. about Deshaun Watson, what I am going to look at is they are going to throw the ball. If you look at his attempts, he's averaging around close to 36, 37 attempts a game. He had 34, mm-hmm. 32, 40, and 42 throwing for 300 yards in three of those games. So he's going to throw the ball. So that's what we have to be aware of. But also we talked about he's on, well, I posted a stat where he's on pace for 68 sacks uh, this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, had seven last week against in Indianapolis. And I'm not scared of Indianapolis's defense. Are you? Um, and that's seven sacks on them. Giants three, Tennessee four, uh, New England three. So, the odds are good for us to still get after him, even though he's a scrambling quarterback. And just like uh, uh, Vosh said, um, that he always – and I said it earlier as well, that he doesn't look at that first week because he's quick to put that head down and start running and scrambling. You see what I mean? So I feel like we really – when we were doing – I really feel like we got to blitz him. I know um, I don't want to be too cautious with him. You know what I'm saying? I I feel like if we get cautious and I know we're going to have David Irvin back and that's going to be huge and DeMarcus Lawrence, I feel like they're going to get pressure. But I still feel like we need to send blitzes against him and not give him that time to make a big play. Get after him and make him make a quick decision and pressure him and put that pressure on him because Deshaun Watson will turn the ball over. That was one of his knocks coming out of Clemson was that he threw a lot of interceptions. And if you saw his last couple of years, he did that. So you can get INTs from him. It's just that we got to make timely blitzes. And when we get the blitzes, we cannot miss them like on a missed tackle or anything because that's where you can kill him too.
1: Absolutely. And uh, something to give a little context to what you just said as well, I cited it earlier. The Texans have allowed quarterback pressures on Watson on 44% of their total snaps. Mm. So that that goes even further to your point. You can get the pressure on him. I think this is going to be a more aggressive Dallas defense than we saw this past week with regard to blitzing.
0: Yeah, uh, DDP yep. man. Any news? Any words on number ninety four? Is he gonna be out there? I heard he was somewhere. Somewhere. Uh,
1: yeah, no, he'll him. he'll he'll be out there. Uh, his his appointment today was more related to the standard. Uh, what what was the best way to put it? It's basically his standard meetings and check check everything in. that he has Except, to check in. Perfect word. That's what I was looking for. You just checking
4: yes. in, dog. We just yep, making sure you're so. all right. We We're just making sure you're paying yep. clean, and yep. we making sure your mind is right. That's all yep. that is. I
1: don't yep. like this. I don't like one hundred percent. I don't like it. It's through the whole season, man. We're gonna have to just live with it. Yeah. That's, this is that's, this is this isn't like an impromptu one. This is like scheduled ahead of time and we knew that it would take him away from certain Wednesday practices. Oh, so you gotta,
4: it's only on Wednesday in the middle of the week. It can yeah. happen with I don't know. It can happen whatever. I don't know. I gotta find the logistics of it, but we gotta remember he's in stage three. He's not in stage one. He's not in stage two. He's in stage three, which is the worst, the most stringent one. So we gotta already just feel like that. This is a guy kind of like when somebody was a crackhead. I'm just keeping it real. They were a crackhead. And you put them in. A, you're always going to be worried about if they're going to steal something, if they're going to go back. You so they're going to have that strict uh, recovery setting because it is a hard road for him.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, so the level of production what they're doing is they putting them out on third downs, and we have yet to see any like uh, wanted like production out there on the field with him. Because we we just seen him just not getting the the most amount of snaps. So, I don't know, man. Uh, He's okay.
4: He's okay. He's cool. He's okay, man. You got to think. This is what I will say this about Randy Gregor. What I feel just from the outside looking in, I think Randy is an emotional person. You can kind of see he can – he's the type of guy I feel like you always got to keep kind of talking to him. Mm -hmm. You got to keep always motivating him. You always got to stay because Randy looks like the type of player that he'll drift. He looks like he'll drift in the game. So when you see like what's going on, Randy, I don't think it's it's not going to be the ability. It's the mental. It's the mental thing with Randy Gregory. And so that's why we always have to make sure. they're they're staying around and keep him positive because he was having those problems before. And let's say that he's maybe not getting a sack. You don't think he may self doubt himself. And then what if he goes into depression and you Mm. you get what I'm saying? Right. That's how that's, that's how those things start. So this isn't just a football game where we're dealing with Randy Gregory. This is an off the field thing that Randy has to deal with. So we have to have that in consideration when we see him on the field, especially first time Four games after being off the field for two years. You know, we were all excited in the preseason, but I guess we have to understand it is preseason and this is a whole different ball game the regular season. So we should just temper our expectations much like we did with Jalen Smith when he came back from injury last year. Now you're starting to see the reap and the benefits of it. I think we should look at the same thing with Rennie Gregory.
0: What about number ninety five? Should we do the same thing? Should we
4: Hell to the No. He came in <laughs> last year against Green Bay, got two sacks. I wanna see that again.
0: D D P man, what you got, man? On, on number ninety five, you think he's gonna do like what he did last year? Because last thing I saw from last year, he didn't mm-hmm. play the last four games. So we've been correct. With how many correct. days? How many days since the last time he played an NFL game?
1: Oh, man, you're getting real niche on me here. I know you got you You got it. <laughs> uh, I know so, you got yeah. the numbers, man. <laughs> I don't have his number of days since his last game, but I can tell you this. He missed his first four last season with a suspension for PEDs. He played then the next eight games, racked up seven sacks in eight games, missed the last four with a concussion. So he hasn't played since basically the end of November approximately last season. So it's been nearly a year since he's actually been on the field in a game. Mm -hmm. And I mean, here's the thing. He had two sacks in his first game last year when he came back against green Bay. And that's, that's the thing for this. I think he can replicate to some degree that success. I'm not going to say he's going to have two sacks, but I think that he can replicate it in the sense that I think our defensive line is even nastier this year than it was last year. When he returned last year, you had D-Law tearing it up, but you didn't have a whole lot going on in the first couple games outside of outside of D-Law last year. D-Law was the story. And then once Irving showed up, it was like, okay, now you have a two-headed monster. And that really, for the most part, kind of carried the line as a whole last year, uh, at least through the first half of the season especially. And now this year, even though you still have D-Law, who's the monster, you still have more, I think, capable – Players in the rest of the defensive line, in the starters, and uh, the rotation in general than you had last year. So bringing D Law, or excuse me, D Irving, back into this mix, and having like a Randy Gregory out there that you can throw out there from time to time in pass rush situations, I think that's huge because yeah, Gregory hasn't been able to produce a whole lot this season yet, but now it gets even easier for him with regard to matchup because now you got the second best guy accounted for as well, or you got another guy who's drawing who can, if he's wrecking the game, draw a double team and there you go. Now, suddenly you've got the look you need. So it's all, it's all kind of predicated on it's a chain reaction, right? So if, if that can work out, then yeah, you'll see something from Gregory show up, but I fully expect in this game in particular, given how bad Houston's offensive line is, you might see some David Irving in the backfield, whether it's, tackles for loss on a running back or right up in Watson's face.
0: No doubt. James, man, what are, what are you having thoughts on, man?
4: Oh, uh, man, I'm just really – I'm really looking at this offensive line. I, I heard too many – well, I heard a, quite a few people saying that it's not J.J. Watt of old and, you know, J.V. Don Clowney has a little bit of an injury bug. But at the end of the day, like I said, I just really, really feel like we're going to see that um, – jj going right over connor williams <laughs> i feel like they know that they are going to try to exploit it heavily i feel like they are going to move him around but he i feel like he's really going to attack Leo collins and connor williams all game they kick uh, because him inside, Dan. yeah he's going to move around those two guys because those two guys haven't had the best year now I'm not saying Connor Williams has had a bad year. I'm saying he has struggled, and he still is, to me, 295 pounds. And when you're going against a guy who of the caliber of J.J. Watt, he may not be the same guy, but he's still savvy. He's a veteran now. He knows moves. He knows how to go against young players. He knows those type of things. So they're going to key on stopping Ezekiel Elliott. This is another game where I said it uh, on, on, on our show, the Silver and Blue Nation, uh, Tuesday, that honestly, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a shootout. This, I know our defense did wooty woo. Yeah, we want to shut them down. I don't mind getting a lot of sacks, but I wouldn't mind a shut a shootout. Uh, I would love to see a shootout when Dak and Watson going at it blow for blow. I want to see Dak have another big game. This is a game where I wouldn't mind seeing Dak Prescott. I know he want to run Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, we're going to run the ball. But I wouldn't mind seeing Dak Prescott getting a 300-yard game in a hostile environment against the Houston Texans because that's going to be huge. We would have a lot. I, I, I beg to say that we would have a lot different feelings if Dak goes in there and throws for like 330 in Houston against them.
1: It, it, be. it would yeah, it'd be his first yeah. 300 yard game if he did that since he went the since the Cowboys went to the Giants in December last year. I think it was like the third from last game. Right.
4: So I, I want to yeah. kind of see him kind of kind of air it out. And and you know, because let's look at it. The Tex- Texan Texans secondary is trash. We went against the Lions secondary, who was one of the top ones. It's the exact opposite when you come against the Houston Texans. They don't have that formidable uh uh secondary like the Lions did or the ranking so we can definitely get the ball off on them
0: no doubt the only person we have to worry about is the honey badger and he's
4: going to be he ain't the same guy
0: he's going to have his hands full yeah you're right he's not the same guy but it's different when you're playing at home you got that crowd behind you we'll see though and we want Cowboys Nation. I want everybody down there who's close to Houston to put on that silver and blue and get yeah, down there get in that, that stadium. Let's stadium. Let's rock they're that stadium. Let's rock that stadium. Let's let them know that we are the real deal, Holyfield. We the team that's out there. We, we, we the real Texas team, right? <laughs>
4: yeah. I mean, that's our little brother, and that's the way it always will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? They have a problem with it. Matter of fact, I went to a game when we had the game last year uh, when we played Philly, and I philly beat us i was walking down there was like three Texans fans and the whole time they were up there talking trash mm-hmm. i'm like why'd you come to this game you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying you got a texan i don't care i don't hate y'all my cousin up here but we we can't wait to play y'all next year so they was already had in their mouths about next year you know what i'm saying they hate dallas houston mm-hmm. hates mm-hmm. dallas that's a fact always been even with the houston oilers they hate the cowboys
1: Always so, looking up. same way I in basketball, you. too. They still trash talk the this Mavericks. Crazy.
4: <laughs> and that stadium is going to be nuts. Do y'all hear me? Like, mm. Seattle was crazy. Man, the other two games, not so much. But that Seattle game, you know how crazy it was? That's how it's going to be in that Houston game. And they're going to play off that emotion, folks. They're going to play off that. So, we have to really play strong. Like I said, th- things that we cannot happen miss tackles. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Miss blocking assignments, the little things. We can't have those little problems, the false starts. We get a first down, holding, blah, blah, blah. We have to play a real technical and fundamentally sound game. That's my biggest key for us, fundamentally sound.
0: Yeah, we still are a young team, so we're going to have to move that excuse out the way and be ready for this game. And I said last uh, time I was on live, I, I was saying that, the, the leaders of this team, and you guys were there close. Thanks, Shout out to the Cowboys experience. You guys were there close, and you guys got a chance to see uh, Ezekiel Elliott. You got a chance to see Dak Prescott. So those mm-hmm. guys on the road now, they're going to have to pick that up and still have that same fortitude of their mind to be a leader out there and to push everybody and let them know, like, hey, we can't get no bonehead plays right here. We can't get those bonehead penalties to call against us. We got to figure out a way to, to keep the momentum on our side.
1: Oh, absolutely! And uh, speaking of guys that can kind of change up the momentum, what do you guys think about the Texans' wide receiver Kiki Cootie from Texas Tech? Last game was the first time they implemented him, and he a boy
4: is catch. fast. He had eleven
1: catches in his he debut. Is
4: fast, okay, mm-hmm. he is fast. <laughs> and and we we're thinking about uh, Vachos was mentioning Miller that uh, that uh, is hurt, mm-hmm. um, but that kid right there he has get up they did a couple reverses from him and if you aren't nowhere near i mean you better um, listen <laughs> listen to me Take cowboys watch that damn tape of him keep your eye on him because once he gets the ball and he gets any kind of space he gone
0: yes, yeah i did a film session on him thank you for tuning in oh, oh my gosh session. i did it and i also uh his uh uncle reached out to me he said hey Bruh, the Dallas Cowboys need to draft this kid, you know, and and we seeing what he doing out there on the field, man. The Dude, he got
4: wheels.
0: <laughs> and hey, Pat Pat Mahomes used to throw to him right down there in Texas, right? Texas Tech. Yep. Right. Mm-mm.
1: That was part of the absurd Oklahoma versus Texas Tech like <laughs> game where between Baker's yards passing and Mahomes, it was like twelve hundred yards of passing or something in the game. Wow. It was like Mahomes had like seven hundred yards passing, and Baker had like five sixty-five or something. Hey, law,
4: what's up? Hey, dog, you know that film breakdown you did of Vanderesh? Right. You did it the night before, right?
0: The uh, night before, yeah.
4: Right. You know that Browninger got that same play.
0: <laughs> oh no, Link. no, he got the same play. Where he knifed through there, yeah, you and you know he had the guys, yeah. Oh, and and, and, he,
4: and you know where you were highlighting uh, Van Der Esch where he uh-huh. made the one tackle and he got blocked, and he still got him with the one arm. And you were saying the things that uh look good, uh-huh. and you broke it down. I looked on NFL Network, and they broke down that same exact play.
0: No way, it's, the intangibles, the things that you just don't see. Uh, yes, oh yeah, that's it. These breakdowns, it's on, uh, it's on NFL said, Network, and huh? I said the EF, the the, the NFL Network won't post it. The uh, but yep. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to go up against nope, don't, yeah, last year. Yeah, the only post
1: if they took the idea from you. <laughs> hey, I came up you with the me? idea. Like, you, you did
4: it and they came. I know. That's what I'm saying because mm-hmm. I was looking like, dang, they did this right after him. I was like, man, Law, you should have went on there and retweeted like, yeah, thank you for watching. The Law, thank you for tuning in for the Law Nation session because I did that yesterday. <laughs> I
0: did it yesterday. That's what you should have yeah. said
4: to him. Thanks, Baldy, for watching me.
0: Yeah, you know, the NFL Network and the – shout-out to them, though. Shout-out to the NFL Network and shout-out to shout ESPN, out. Uh, the Full Ladder Network, all those guys out there. I was the first person to put out there the every sack video and the every run video by Ezekiel Elliott when he first came out. The NFL, was the YouTubes of the world, they were never thinking about doing that. And then when I started doing it, then all of a sudden I said, man, why I can't post it no more? <laughs> yeah. And then I looked up in the NFL, um, ESPN, and all of them, they had – every run by Ezekiel Elliott of game one. I'm sitting there like, oh, wow. (laughs) But it is what it is, man. You know, they got the, uh, you know, they're the big brothers out there. So I'm the little guy. And uh, shout out to them, man. Appreciate them for uh, getting the nice ideas and clever thoughts out there. And football is football. So uh, moving a little bit further on down, man, what do you feel like who's going to cover Kiki? Do you love me? Oh, <laughs> man. I definitely don't want to see Anthony Brown. Please, though. no, no. Jordan, Hip Pocket, Lewis. I don't know. I mean, our weakness is our nickel corners, man. Well, I think.
4: Well, the problem is here's the thing. The reason why, and it's, it's not fair to me that Jordan's getting this rap, and I'm not just uh, saying that to protect him or anything. Mm-hmm. But he's not a freaking slot corner. I've been said it right. from day one. He's not a slot corner. He's a starting outside corner. He wasn't that at Michigan. If you watch the tape, you did not see him at the slot. That's not what he is. So he struggles in the slot because he's he's not that type of corner. He's better when he can get up on you sticky. When you're playing that slot position, it's a whole different world from playing on the outside because not, that's why not everybody can play the slot.
2: Mm-hmm. So
4: he's not that his position, so he's going to struggle. So I, I wonder if they're going to try to exploit that matchup. And Anthony Brown has that type of speed, but he doesn't have the ball. The ball skills or the ball sense to know where it's at. So I wonder about how they're going to do it. Uh, you know, I definitely want us to keep wary of those reverses mm-hmm. or send when they send him in motion uh, for those little jet sweeps because he can make and break plays. So uh, guys have to stay home and
1: contain.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and if we had a healthy, if Jeff heaves if he's going to play, oh
1: lord, this dude. as far as I know, he is playing currently. <laughs> Man, I mean, after the only five thing years, be... you're
4: still taking bad angles, though. Yeah.
1: yeah, he had like three or four of those in that game. Not even bad including ones. when he got trucked by on Johnson.
4: You feel me? Like, yeah,
1: that first just... Golden Tate touchdown again. It would have been like inside the five, but that was ooh.
4: <laughs> and that's Trust what you see. And 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 the frustrating part is that that's uh, you're gonna see that at him continuously. You have not cleaned that up after five years, bro
1: yeah that's that's he that's he's an, yeah he he's an infuriating player in the sense that he can make the most clutch plays, but then he'll make the most fundamentally, like oh my
4: gosh, that's why inexcusable
1: plays yeah, inexcusables that's, that's, that that's why he works better I, I I mean off
4: the bench, yeah.
1: we looked Last, at that in the Green Bay game, the playoff game when he had well, one interception, to ask, to really the two really second one called off, yeah. Uh, by a completely irrelevant play. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we look at those and we say, well, that's why he needs to be playing. Well, that's that's clutch moments. That's one of his clutch moments. And through the majority of the time, you see these moments where he'll take a bad angle or he'll break down for a tackle prematurely, as was the case with that first Golden Tate touchdown. And it, it just it doesn't make sense, some of the things he does. But for the current state of our safeties, I love Xavier Woods. I think he's got a high ceiling. But with the current state of the safeties, he's probably mm-hmm. your best safety, regardless if you play him strong or free right now. That's yeah, that's yeah. the problem, and that's yeah, why even, the Earl Thomas talk was so hot at the time. And like even for the
0: Xavier last... Woods is getting you know used and abused out there in the field in mm-hmm. to coverage. So yeah, I mean, I got, mean he's, he's, a, six round, yeah, he's yeah. a six round
1: yeah uh, he's a six round of guy, and he was more known for being able to hit. Now he can get interceptions as well. He's got a knack for that. He showed that at Atlanta last year with that mm-hmm. saving interception. Yeah, uh, fourteen
4: years career in college.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's a guy that definitely has that potential to him. It's just one of those things where he's going to have to continue to grow and develop, and I think he can turn into one of those. But this is his first year being a starter. It, it's just one of those things where you got to get him a little uh, what's what's the word? You don't want to be more green, a little more seasoned. Let's just say that. Go for a different expression.
4: I think uh, uh, you know what the problem is. Uh, if we, this is where we would have had. This is where Xavier Woods would have benefited from a Earl Thomas coming to Dallas. Yes. Because now Earl Thomas can teach him the game, whereas Jeff Heath and Kayvon Frazier are not guys that I'm going to sit there and say, mm, Xavier Woods learned from these guys. Because, number one, Kayvon Frazier is only in his second year. He didn't play last year. He played more special teams. And then you have Jeff Heath, who's been a career – he's really a career backup that's been forced to start because we haven't had anybody else – back there and just like you said DDP he's getting forced minutes. You can't make everybody a starter. We you, we mean you DDP you you do the Dallas Mavs. You know how it is. Everybody ain't a starter. You can have guys who are better off the bench. A yeah. guy can get you 15, 16 points off that bench, but then you put him as a starter, he's going to struggle and get you like 6 or 7. You're like, "Why he ain't playing good?" Cuz he ain't a starter. He ain't he ain't got that starter mentality and he and some people don't play good with that pressure, but some people play good when they're in that spot, position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing all that pressure isn't on them. JJ Morea. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, hey,
1: Mariah. Mariah getting injected in the starting lineup, won the Mavs' title. Can't tell me different. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, there's the Mavs talk for the day. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, they That that was why the Earl Thomas talk was so hot for all the past year, and now it's going to be tabled until at least the offseason. Sounds like his injury is a clean break, so – it's not going to be long-term affecting. It's just going to probably cost him a fair chunk of money, and that, that sucks for him. That shows the, the kind of the problems or the flaws with the system and how it's currently constructed. But, it, I mean, it is what it is. They're going to have to figure out safety for themselves, which means you're going to be looking at some combination, depending on health, of Jeff Heath, Xavier Woods, and Kayvon Frazier. I like Frazier playing up more close up to the line of scrimmage, kind of that cam chancellor role where he's really more like another linebacker. Uh, if you see him in coverage, you have breaks like you had at Seattle, uh, that 51 yarder to Tyler Lockett, you're going to have to uh, adjust for that and hope that you use him sparingly because that's always a threat in that situation. If you have Xavier Woods, I think he's got a high ceiling, but I think he's a little raw right now in that perspective, just because he hasn't started very much, uh, hasn't had a whole lot of time in the league yet. So it's something that you're just going to have growing pains with him, I think. So defeat feet is... Best you got right now. <laughs> yeah, we ain't
4: we ain't got we ain't got no other choice. So you just gotta run with it.
1: Yep. Yes, yep.
0: Approaching the final minutes, man. Uh, we got to give our predictions. Which one of you guys want to go first?
1: DDP. Oh, gonna throw it straight to me, huh? Okay. Yeah. You're, you're uh, yeah Let's you know see. Before, Let's see. You,
4: before you finish that before you jump into mm-hmm. that DDP, you know we're gonna chop it up a little bit before we get off the show about that OU Texas thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I think yeah. I think, th- think there is. Yeah. Yeah, that we're gonna beat game, your head
4: yeah, in today. Yeah, we're gonna beat your head in this time, buddy. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey,
1: I don't care. Just so you know, over, hey, just, just, so just, you know. So, just so you uh-huh. know, it's been over a thousand days since Texas. Beat
4: I don't give a up. hell if it's That's been three hundred. Y'all <laughs> escaped last year. Y'all got y'all been getting lucky the last few years, and if, you know if it. It's, if it it's been three hundred, y'all ain't been blowing us out. You've been getting there lucky, and we ain't been. And we've been we've been killing ourselves. We gonna we
1: gonna smack your faces in. Where? <laughs> What's your prediction now? Did you, Did you say if it had been three hundred? I said a thousand, son. I don't <laughs> I give I a hell. Four digits. Yeah.
4: Okay. Well, like I said, the world is is about to be a new thing, and when we all when right, we win, be right. prepared to all get right. ready. All right.
1: We'll We'll see how that turns out. But uh back to Cowboys here. uh My prediction. So based on what I was laying out, uh, if If we have to end up relying, like James said, on a um kind of a race as far as a, a track track me as far as scoring and all that. I think that does not favor Dallas with its offense. I do think that the Texans have a bad secondary and that you can do some things, but I don't think it's just going to be the magic fix-all. I think Dallas's identity is based so much around the run. You're not going to have Dak slinging it around too much more than we saw this past week, which, hey, 250, that's not bad for him. That's probably about the standard Dak you would hope. Uh, I'm going to go on and say Dallas...
0: 1913. Mm, 1913. Yep. Good year. All right, so uh I can't I can't I can't argue that. And uh Aaron on the uh, Aaron Williams, he said 2420. Hot boys.
1: All right. Yeah, it's I'll on take my it. Uh,
0: YouTube page and uh shout out to Jamal Anderson, uh, Live Light 95 on my Facebook. Big Game James, what you got, man?
4: Uh I'm gonna say this is gonna be a high-scoring game. I Whoa. think I'm not gonna say that our offense is going to have oh, we're gonna have a this big game and now we're we're rolling for the rest of the year. Nope. This is gonna feel I feel like this is gonna be one of them games where we just get off a lot of points. And I'm gonna say we win thirty one to twenty eight. I okay. I feel like it's gonna be a shout out because I feel like Watson is gonna do his thing. I feel like we're not gonna really uh we I don't feel like he's gonna go nuts, but I feel like he's gonna get his yards. If Stafford can throw three hundred yards on us, uh the, Sean Watson's going to get his dog. I just think he is. And I feel like he's going to have those games where – this game where he might just kind of show out. So I feel like it's going to be a shootout. And I feel like Dak is going to raise his level of the game because it's his friend. He's going against his friend. They're, they, they're close in years as far as when they came out in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's going to take that a little bit more of a personal thing. And I feel like he may – uh, well, in my opinion, I think he's going to get a 300-yard game, and I'm going I'm to jump out on there. When we do bold predictions, you'll hear that one.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah, it, it's uh, that's definitely possible for sure. I mean, I, I think he's more than capable of doing that. Um, Dallas is just going to have to see what they can do to kind of keep it in front of them. Do you have any concern at all with the fact that Dallas, despite years past, I would say you throw out 15 because 15 was just a garbage wash of injury anyway, but 14, 16. 17 even last year dallas was like a road warrior team yet they're 2-0 and at home 0-2 on the road does that play any kind of impact for you it, uh go ahead law no i'm saying it
0: does because uh one of the things that i like to bring up all the time with this team is that this team is different from those teams because of the fact that it's so young we don't have that veteran guy it's it's, it's like the intangible things that i always like to bring out the things that we just don't see and I think that with Jason Whitten, he might have told the wide receivers and the tight end and the offensive line, these are the things that you need to do. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, he might have was able to help them out too. Like, hey, these are the things, the preparation that you got to do. We got to play a clean game. We just never know that, that the type of uh, motivational speak uh, that he was giving out to the players or how they should react out there on the field as, as it relates to an away game. So I'm thinking that this team is so young that they feel comfortable playing at home. They have less mistakes out there. So hopefully, since this is a I, – I call us I call us a dome team. So I, so by this t- game being down in Texan, down in the Texan, Houston, uh, I think that this team should still have this same type of home type of vibe, if that okay. makes any sense, because I think that they are still a turf team. So I think that they will still be able to uh, – to to get things going in the right direction. So uh, as far as the uh, score prediction, I have this team going twenty six to uh, eighteen. Go ahead. Watch. I mean, big game.
4: <laughs> All right, Gabe. Man, you got your, <laughs> you your prediction. You Game my prediction. Thirty yeah. one. Thirty one. Thirty 28 shootout. 31 Thirty one twenty
0: eight. Ah man, what, yeah, what I was thinking.
4: 20, 20. 30, 20, 20. Yeah, man. I I feel like who get the first touchdown. This is gonna man. be too big of an atmosphere. Uh... Oh, I don't know, man. Um, that's. I hope it's us. <laughs>
0: if we go first, you, you think we're gonna defer? <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, hey,
1: they did that last did week. Last I, was, time, I was stunned.
4: Yeah, that was the first time in what, how many years?
1: Uh, I don't know, but I made a comment the week before. Uh, when I was live tweeting the game that it's an approximately 15,000% chance that Dallas starts the game with the ball because we win the toss, Garrett always takes it, which ne- never makes sense. It drives me insane. And if the other team wins, they defer it like you should. So uh, when we won and deferred, I literally looked at you guys, you and Votch, and was just like, oh, <laughs> the the atmosphere has changed. <laughs>
3: yes, Next
0: gonna have
1: a big game.
0: Money making malls. He said thirty to eighteen. Cowboys. Patrick Edmondson. He said thirty to thirteen. So mm-hmm. everybody high. We are gonna get thirty points on the board, man. If that happened, man, I, I owe you guys. Tell me. I got I got an MVP
1: you on said, money.
4: Mark. Ho 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 ho. Rewind what you just said. I got you
0: on beer, man, if that there happens. 30 to I 13. I want liquor. Yeah. I don't want beer.
1: I want liquor. I want
4: hey, some of that hand, dog.
0: It got to be 54 to 5. 54 <laughs> to 7. <or> something <laughs> like that. Well, let me go Listen. call
4: Dak Prescott and let him know. Let Dak yeah. know.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Shout out. Shout out to uh the www. Cowboys experience. Y'all go to that website. They got tons of information out there, man. Uh, as far as ticket prices, also travel. Uh, you can fly into Dallas uh, and they, they'll put you in a nice little hotel. What's it called? Uh, Embassy Suites.
4: Embassy yeah. Suites. It, it, it is nice. Don't and, let them lie to you. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's
1: hey, nice. hey and, and even if they live here, there's options just for the game itself. So there's all kinds of different packages you can do, whether you're in town or out of town.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think they get, they put you on a bus with other Cowboys fans and they drive you all the way to the stadium. You don't have to worry about nothing. Ain't the right and man.
2: oh Oh,
4: it's so right. And the bus driver, I can't remember her exact name, but I, well, she's Chocolaté That's what we call her, that's what she <laughs> used to be called. Chocolatte. She can drive that. She's super, she's super cool. Been uh with Barry forever. Um I, like I said, the bus ride over there is awesome, beautiful inside. Uh Barry meets you there. I mean, you just feel like honestly, you feel like you're a uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, you feel special when you're up in there, and that's that's the. He makes you feel like you're home. He makes you feel like you're one of uh, one of everybody, you know. And it, it's just a great experience, and I can't say nothing but great things about it because it, it was it was it was awesome, man. Mm,
0: check out their website, no, no. man. Yes, indeed. So, uh big game, man. Tell them where they can find you at, man.
4: Oh yeah definitely you can check us out here silver and blue nation uh big game james check us out every sunday obviously it's gonna be a sunday night game um so make sure you check it out also might have a nice little special well not a special guest but we're gonna have a person who may have a special guest so make sure you check that out i've been trying to work some magic here uh, lately so uh check us out on youtube um Uh, Facebook, uh, my mind is going blank right now. Instagram, there's so many, Twitter, so many damn (laughs) sites out there now, you can't remember them all. But the biggest thing is check out our podcast. We're on um, SoundCloud, we're on iTunes. I I really don't listen to our shows every time, but uh, I listen to our show, and man, our voices sound good. Not bragging, just saying. (laughs) So if you want to listen, the voices sound good. Listen to the voice. The voice might make me want, want me to listen to myself a little more so it's like i'm just playing y'all but jump on there for real though check us out we have a good time we kick it jump on the page talk about whatever you like but just don't be disrespectful i will ban you there you you go go.
1: yep uh okay uh for yeah so find us uh (laughs) twitter (laughs) at dallas prospect facebook as well everywhere else instagram facebook all that we're gonna be the dallas prospect don't forget to check out the website, the and Hey, keep an eye out for my articles on Dallas sports fanatic. I am the staff Cowboys and Mavericks coverage writer, whatever for them. And, and his and, writings uh, are
4: good. Please check it out. That damn Maha uh,
1: article uh, is real uh, good. Yes. Th- thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I've had one or two of them get picked up uh, on bleacher report actually, which is pretty sweet. So Trying to trying to get back there figure out the master formula to get back there but uh, yeah check out that uh, that writing as well the um, stuff eventually cross posts to the DallasProspect.com as well so that's an option but first dose first the phrase whatever first uh, dibs there you go I'll, I'll work with that uh, always goes to Dallas sports fanatics on that. Maverick season's getting up, fired up here. We just had the first preseason game. Second one's coming up. I've already written my first maps piece for them as well, so check that out. And uh, podcast and all that, yeah, same thing as James. SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcast Store, Google Play, all that. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff.
0: No doubt, man. That's some good stuff, man. Uh, hey, guys i have a podcast too that's law nation go follow that thing uh, don't forget to hit that like button smash the uh notification button too once you hit the like button and then share this content we live like 95 we go everywhere man we everywhere you can think of what we talking about the cowboys we there in the mix man so um with that being said that's all the time i have for tonight i really thank you all for yours and remember You're listening in to nothing but the bass. Salute. Also, every legend was once a prospect. Yes, indeed.
1: I don't got (laughs) nothing. You James, man. We'll we'll find you a catchphrase. (laughs) Nah, I'm good.
0: (laughs) Let's ride on out, baby. Electric chicken, I see you. Talking about 37 to 3. Cowboys, I hear you that happen i'm gonna buy everybody some
4: some, some head dog yeah, don't do that don't let you catch that on air because they try to hold you to it oh yeah
1: <laughs> 37.3 yeah that'll be nice
0: man
1: <laughs> i thought he was saying electric chicken was the name of the song i was nah, real confused electric so chicken not. is